Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 126. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> now, there's a lot in here that I want to discuss because we all know the famous adage, it's not you, it's me. And I think we know this in a different term, which I wanted to, I originally was going to call it, it's not you, it's me, and make a, a healthy, positive twist on that. When we were growing up, we would hear people say, it's not you, it's me. You know, maybe you hear that, uh, you most likely heard that, like, whether in dating or like a job, it's not you, it's it's us, we're making changes, you know, and, you know, whatever it might be, right? Now, they may not have actually been lying when they said, it's not you, it's me. They just didn't maybe know what they even wanted to begin with. So they might have been telling you the truth, like, it's not you, it's me. Like, yeah, because you're unclear and you're not directional, you're not really sure what you want right now. Yeah, that actually does make sense. I was going to make it a positive flip and say, it's not you, it's me. And that uh, recognizing that we can't be bound by other people. We have to manage our personal development and growth. And um, and as well as our, our creative pursuits, if you will. Because of this chapter I was reading again in that book, The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity by Julia Cameron, which I mentioned to you a few episodes ago, and I'll be sure to put this in the show notes so you guys can find it. And I decided to say, no, it's not me, it is you. Um, but I want to I, I wanna talk about what was so profound about this chapter, which is recovering a sense of identity. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> what she was saying is that and I'm going to talk about it from a, a place of creativity, but really what she's referring to is a place of coming home, of trusting yourself, of moving in the direction of the things that you really want to be doing, taking accountability, taking back ownership of yourself and your pursuits of your higher self, of your you know passions. And in this case, obviously, she's talking about your creativity. And the reason why she relates it to creativity is because we're not necessarily meant to take the safe path that everybody has been told. Well, the path that you've been told is safe. We're meant to, we're meant to take the path that was designed for us uh, by God and with our talents, right? So you can imagine, uh, I'm reading this book and it was so well executed. And she says, trusting our creativity is a new behavior for many. It may feel quite threatening initially, not only to us, but to our intimates, you know, to our, our loved ones. We may feel and look erratic. This erraticism is a normal part of getting unstuck, pulling free from the muck that has blocked us. It is important to remember that at first blush, going sane feels just like going crazy. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> and that's a reminder of as, and when she says going sane feels like going crazy, you ever start bettering yourself and it intimidates others around you? You ever start making some progress in something that you're doing? and it intimidates others around you, or you suddenly get a lot of critique. You know, There's a lot of sideline critics out there, but they're not in the game. It's not me, it's you. It's not, it's not you, it's them, right? So, um, and she says going sane feels like going crazy because when you are out of 
the, the muck and the chaos and you're grounding in your root and your path and trusting more in yourself and your talents and your gifts, you will inevitably be, inevitably be met by opposition. People who are staying the same. People are not changing. People who, what's happening internally to them is a sense of your movement makes them realize where they are and has nothing to do with you. It's not you, it's them. And so Julia Cameron then goes on to talk about blocked friends, blocked creatives. And I, I, I want to talk about this part of the chapter because she says that the most poisonous uh, folks of all to us as recovering creatives, people who are coming back more into our own, are people whose creativity is still blocked. Our recovery threatens them. And this, a lot of this is a very subconscious thing. When you say our recovery threatens them, our movement into, I don't want to do this job. This is what I'm called to. And I'm going to this industry. Uh, this is what I'm starting as a business. This is where uh, I'm, I'm I decide I want to go to boxing class more. And it's not just to get fit, but it's also for, uh, learning, you know, all the, 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 the different moves and, and, you know, building up cardio and doing whatever it might be. Right. And so you're making things happen especially if you go after a creative pursuit. I want to start a business. Oh, it may not work. Or, oh, what are you going to do if it doesn't work? Oh, what if this? What if that? And believe me, I have heard it all. What's your backup plan? I'm like, thanks. <laughs> My backup plan is to do, uh, not just if plan A doesn't work, plan B through Z are plenty of other options that are on top of A. <laughs> it's to make A work. That's what my backup plan is. So she talks about blocked creatives, whether it, it's you or them. When we're unblocking, it's easy to recognize people who are blocked. And often at times, if we're not careful, they can pull us into their blocked nature. Right? And she says, they are having trouble with your recovery. They're still getting a payoff from remaining blocked. Perhaps they still get an anoretic high from the martyrdom of being blocked, or they still cl uh, collect sympathy and wallow in self-pity. Perhaps they still feel smug thinking about how much more creative they could be than those who are out there doing it. These are toxic behaviors. She said, do not expect your blocked friends to applaud your recovery. That's like expecting your best friends from the bar to celebrate your sobriety. How can they when their own drinking is something they want to hold on to? Right? Blocked friends may find your, recovering, your recovery disturbing. Your getting unblocked raises the unsettling possibility that they too could become unblocked and move into authentic creative risks rather than bench sitting cynicism. Be alert to subtle sabotage from friends. You cannot afford their well-meaning doubts right now. Their doubts will reactivate your own. Be particularly alert to any suggestions that you have become selfish or different. These are red alert words for us. They are attempts to leverage us back into our old ways for sake of someone else's comfort, not our own. It's not me. It's you. It's not you. It's them. Right? The reason why I keep saying it's not you, it's them is because I'm just talking to you guys directly. So you get it. It's not me. It's you. And you can say that to them. It's not me. It's you. And you have to own that because what's happening is, and, and she goes on to describe in, in, in a several different ways what's really interesting about a blocked versus unblocked. When you are operating from a very a much clearer state and you're out of the muck or out of the chaos, 
you are in a more state of trust. You are more of a state of knowing and intuition. You know it, you can feel it. And there's a little bit of this like momentous feeling. And there's this clarity in the in the direction, even if you don't have all the details. And you know this, you ever, you ever like, someone feels so right, you're building it, you're creating it, you're getting ready for, uh, for launching it or whatever it might be. And some, somehow you step out of that bubble of knowing and into another bubble of people who um, are not in the pursuit of themselves or their own creative pursuits in general. And so they critique in a way that almost brings in a form of self-doubt. That's actually not you. But the self-doubt feels real because it's almost as if you've stepped out of trusting your path in your, in your soul and listening to their words and their frequency and their energy, right? They're blocked. So she warns that you have to be very careful. It says blocked creatives are easily manipulated by guilt. Our friends feeling abandoned by our departure from the ranks of the blocked may unconsciously try to guilt trip us into giving up our newly healthy habits. It's very important to understand that this time given to your tasks is time between you and God. You best know your answers. You will be led to new sources of support as you begin to support yourself. Be very careful to safeguard your newly recovering artist. Often, creativity is blocked by our falling in with other people's plans for us. We want to set aside time for our creative work, but we feel we should do something else instead. And then she addresses like, if you all of a sudden find yourself blocked, as blocked creatives ourselves, we focus not on our responsibilities to ourselves, but on our responsibilities to others. We tend to think such behavior makes us good people. It doesn't. It makes us frustrated people. And so what she's talking about too is that there's sometimes also the guilt of when people, let's say you're in your zone, you're momentous, you're building, you're doing things that are right for you, your health, your create, creative pursuits, whatever it might be, right? And a blocked individual comes in and distracts you in some way and they really need help. And on top of the fact that they really need help, they themselves are actually unclear about what it is they even really want. They just know that they want it. They want whatever it is that you're also doing too. And they can feel your momentum. They can feel it. Like, ah, oh, I want to get fit too. Oh, you know, I want to build something of my own. Oh, can you show me this? Can you show me that? Oh, you know, I need your time, time. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. And so what happens is you delegate away your, the creative, the creativity that you're needing most in your pursuits right now. And in doing so, you're also sometimes met with resistance because if they're blocked, and unclear, they will defend, be defensive. They may not see what you're trying to tell them to do. They may not be ready to do the work. They may not be consistent. It's not you, it's them. It's not me, it's you. And what happens is you can become frustrated. And then, check this out, because it's very energetically interesting to, to observe. What's happening is they are doubting themselves even though what you're telling them may be very good relevant information and because they're doubting themselves and they keep down themselves and you keep trying to convince them if you find yourself in a state of convincing you almost end up feeling what they feel and then you start to be like am i crazy will this work maybe this won't work maybe that maybe maybe you know this isn't gonna turn out the way i thought it would 
it's not true. It became true in that moment from doubt, but the doubt, the self-doubt is it's fake. It's not real. It's just that you are feeling what they're now feeling. And so Julia Cameron, this author, talks about you have to be very careful with blocked individuals because they are pulling you out of your creative flow or your momentum or anything. And it happens all the time. And by the way, it's she doesn't paint the picture that it's uh, that they're intentionally doing it. Yes, there may be some people out there intentionally doing it, but most of the time it's a very subconscious thing. Blocked individuals can easily sabotage. Like you're making momentum with a whole bunch of things and suddenly they need you right then and there more than ever. Like, oh my God, like, you know, and you're just about to have like the your, your launch of your product or, uh, you know, she gives a great example of a sabotaging family member uh, and she says that uh, she uses an example of a sabotaging mother who has two children. One is getting ready for a major job interview and suddenly the, the parent has um, a, uh, an, an instant need. It was really just some gossip that they had to share and it threw off the whole night of the son. And so instead he wasn't prepared for his, his interview the next day and it basically blew the whole interview. It's very sabotaging to, the, to, to your world. It's not me. It's you. It's not you. It's them. Right. And so she talks about why you have to be very, you do have to be very accountable for how you manage your movement, your, your recovery of your identity or your, you know, your sanity as you start to move more with the things that you want, as you start to move towards your greatness, as you start to move in your gifts, as you start to trust the things that you want to build or the activities that you want to start taking more part in. It's not you, it's them. And, you know, I, and I love, like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, you'll have to get the book to understand. I'll, I'll put the, uh, the the link in the show notes, of course, um, like I did previously. And I love how she, she, she talks about, like, who, like, some, she defines them as crazy makers, but, like, how they kind of end up forming a way of chaos around them. And I'll let, I'll, I'll, for time's sake, I'll let you read that part of the book. But she talks about how, you know, sometimes these individuals who are actually very, some of the most blocked individuals expect special treatment. They suffer a wide panoply of mysterious ailments that require care and attention whenever you have a deadline looming or anything else that draws your attention from um, their demands. She says, they also discount your reality. No matter how important your deadline or what you're working on or how critical your work trajectory at the moment is, these individuals will violate your needs. They may act as though they hear your boundaries and will respect them. But in practice, act is, act is the operative word. These people are the people who call you at midnight or 6 a.m. saying, I know you asked me not to call you at this time, but um, they also are the people who drop by unexpectedly to borrow something you can't find or don't want to lend them. Even better, they call and ask you to locate something they need, then fail to pick it up. I know you're on a deadline, they say, but this will only take a minute your minute and so that's that's what these these individuals are a block in a lot of ways because they're blocked and so they can easily pull you out of your momentum and i want you to understand that and and then she also says that they have no problem these people also have no problem spending your time and money if they borrow your car they return it late with an empty tank the travel arrangements always cost you time and money the demand to be met in the middle of your workday at an airport miles from town. I didn't bring taxi money, they say, when confronted with, but uh, I'm working. So they also um, 
Let me see. There's a, they, they also are expert blamers. Nothing that goes wrong is ever their fault. Uh, they create dramas, but seldom where they belong. They are often blocked creatives themselves, afraid to effectively tap their own creativity. So they are loath to allow the same creativity in others. Again, a lot of this happens at a very subconscious level. Now, while I am talking about, uh, well, one, a couple other points. They hate schedules except their own. In the hands of a crazy maker, time is a primary tool for abuse. If you claim a certain block of time as your own, this person will find a way to fight you for that time, to mysteriously need things, meaning you, just when you need to be alone and focused on the task at hand, right? Um, and so they also hate order. Chaos serves their purposes. And so, the again, the, the reason I'm bringing this up, even though the focus is creativity, it's more than that. It's your life. Because it's not just your creative pursuits. It's when you are in alignment with yourself and you are constantly working to gain more momentum in your life, those that are blocked may consciously, but really more subconsciously, involuntarily block your progress. It's not me, it's you. It's not you, it's them. And you have to understand these things while you continue to take root in your path and you better yourself and you start going after all these things you start creating more and building more maybe you're doing more content maybe you're like building the brand maybe you're building your business maybe you're building on your creativity your art your writing your books your passions your pursuits all these things it's not you it's them and you have to be very vigilant I shouldn't say really vigilant. You have to be very ruthless in the editing of your schedule, of your time, of your energy, right? Because they don't mean to, but they can pull you out of your path. We all can do this, by the way. This happens even at this stage that I'm in now, especially at the stage I'm in now. And I'll tell you, because a year ago, I was so primarily focused on, not primarily, but half and half, but I had an immense focus on my agency, on my digital agency. And now that I've pulled myself out of that, I still get plenty of people that reach out. And while we have some systems of uh, in place to, to help any individual with what they need, and actually we're, we're the most efficient we've ever been, there's still a lot of people who are operating in their chaos. And so what can happen is it, people can easily be like, oh, well, we need this, we need that. And I'm like, what do you need it for? Where are you clear? Are you directional? You know, all these things. And there's just constant resistance. And I get it because it's a very resistance, chaotic world. It can be, but it doesn't have to be your world. When you're removed from it, when you slow down and pull yourself up out of it and get unblocked and get very clear and get very directional and get very focused, it's going to be met with resistance. It's going to be met with blocked individuals. It's going to be met with people who don't understand you. And that's why she said going sane sometimes feels like going crazy. Is it me? No, it's not me, it's you. It's not you, it's them. And so I want you guys to just take that into consideration that your job is to manage your soul, your energy, and to keep moving in it and making it better. Now, I'm not saying also be an asshole either, you know, in the boundaries, but you can you can enforce your boundaries by saying, oh, listen, I'm at capacity and I can't help. Or, you know what, I'd love to be there, uh, but right now it doesn't it doesn't make sense for my timing because I'm really in my projects and I'm building. Yes, they can get upset. Of course they can get upset. The rejection from you is uh, is them still being in their unsureness. Here's the here's the kicker right here. This is this should this will just solve everything. 
because of the people I'm around are all building something. If I say, if I were to give that, you know, to somebody that, oh, I can't right now, they're like, oh, I completely get it. I'm in it too. Or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Like, no problem. You know what? When you come up for air, you let me know. That's, that's how you know how you're surrounding yourself with good people because it's the ones that like get really just angry and mean like, oh, I understand. You don't have time for me. You don't have this. You don't have that. You're like, listen, what's actually happening is I think maybe you're in your, your, your self-doubt right now. Maybe you were hoping that I can kind of help bring you up out of that. Unfortunately, I don't have the time at this moment, but I know you, I believe in you, you can do this, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to like work through it, which is actually going to be part of one of my upcoming episodes about dealing with un uncomfortable and discomfort is actually where you find your truth. You find yourself. Uh, it's an upcoming episode, so stay tuned for that. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you for showing up every single day uh and listening to the podcast and for please share share this podcast with as many people as you possibly can i love uh just bringing more people into our family into our community here please leave a written review on apple please leave a five-star review as well and as well as a five-star on spotify it means the world to me until next episode i'm out all right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.